two, three. Because we're famous for this podcast. No, we weren't famous before. Now we're famous for this podcast. It's what we're famous for. Yes. Um, what do you got on this, Pete? Uh, fake mailboxes as just a uh, a business idea okay yeah uh you know not like a mailbox and you know i'm talking about the blue things you know public mailbox <laughs> okay yes i do like this right and then what you pick it up and just put it in the regular mailbox form <laughs> <laughs> yeah just so people don't have to walk as far <laughs> in a particular area <laughs> yeah just say we got you and they're walking away like what that's okay <laughs> i don't know what happened yeah we're gonna take it down to the mailbox for you all right, <laughs> all right. okay thanks <laughs> yeah just jump out of the mail you're in the mailbox sort of thing. <laughs> jump out yeah this was a fake mailbox okay but can you please still <laughs> we still I'm gonna just mail, mail it relax <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that the, the the mail system, the current mail system, is just so insecure. Like fake <laughs> mailbox, of course. That, I mean, I, I dropped off some mail today, so that took me like a month of build up to just get myself to go do it. But then right. uh, I went to go do it, and I was just thinking, this this could easily not be a mailbox. I just put in whatever's in here. It could be an envelope full of two thousand dollars in cash. Like right, it could just be some box that a guy set up put a sticker on it and people just put whatever they want in there i seriously think you get away with it if you just buy i don't know find out where they buy their mailboxes or who makes them yes i'd like one please oh it's for my basement i like to collect them put it up yourself you're getting mail yep you're gonna get lots of mail in there yeah just oh look they put a mailbox here great and they just and no one's gonna know what what's the the people from the mail gonna track you down (laughs) nobody's nobody's tracking you down the postal service is going to come get you no you just give them a key to that one too you know right that's a good point yeah let them get the mail out yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah can you just start your own post office like oh yeah (laughs) ours are light blue (laughs) we're the other one i think so yeah and then just Take all the mail that gets dropped off of the other <laughs> other <laughs> Yes. Okay. It would just be nice to be part of something, though. You know? <laughs> that's true. You're saying don't start a new one, just join the existing. Can't beat them. Oh, uh, yeah. That's good, too. I like that. See, they seem like good folks. Can't beat them, join them. Well, you really haven't tried very hard. Ah, yeah, I've tried, you know, a couple months I put into it. I don't remember that. No, you didn't. Can't, right. can't beat them, join them. The other thing about the mail that that ties into that, though, is I think I could just write a letter and have it be from you. And I don't think anybody would know (laughs) at all. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. That's a terrible idea to put out there. Right. People just for no reason. I guess. Hmm. Would it be an okay prank if you did it for years and you didn't say anything bad? It just made it. You just made someone else look weird. Right, like, I, so obviously we're like we're sending out a bunch of thank you cards and stuff. You could just send, wait 
a while after we probably sent a thank you card and then send another card to a person that you assume that we would probably send one to from me and that just says you know what i i thought better of it and i actually don't thank you uh, for you know what i mean and like they would never know that wasn't for me right just they just go on hating you they're just like (laughs) you know like they already do yeah (laughs) yeah right you know they just don't waver at all from their current stance on (laughs) what you mean to them yeah but there's nothing there's no way there's no system of like identifying something as actually being from someone. Yeah, you could just get uh, what is that stationery uh, made with just somebody else's name. Send out all kinds of business. You could do that for companies. You just be like, hey, we cancel our agreement with you know this big chemical <laughs> company. Like, holy shit. Yeah, just merge two companies. Like, just where we're <laughs> acquiring you guys. Like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> man, nice job. <laughs> great we've been hoping to, that you guys would acquire us and then yeah both of them just nobody it's like when you call up your call up one person call up another person turn the phones around oh yeah each other you right know? just starting conversations uh creating pen pals out of people but you're you're only doing the starting piece yes and then you respond too yes so you then do. you're actually doing both <laughs> sides and then <laughs> and then yeah you just start a uh twitter account and upload those pictures of those yeah i mean no one you could do so many things man you could just start you could walk into somewhere with a clipboard and you know own the company in 10 minutes (laughs) (laughs) what i mean given this idea of just you could send any letter uh and just have it be from someone like i could definitely send a note to your parents right now (laughs) post postage stamp just from you yeah and they don't know your handwriting that well like no they haven't seen it enough lately at the very least uh depending on what i say they wouldn't question it at all depending on what i say and then there's varying degrees to what i would say that they would start to question whether it was from you but that's that's the person who would be most likely to figure it out anyone else is not going to figure it out at all yeah especially right if you just start doing that out of the blue like you have no understanding of how they even would write a letter so this is just from them I, there's nothing to check it's for a fact from this person right <laughs> <laughs> it's very strange you know i mean the email and and cell phones they have their uh you know flaws and right. spam and stuff like that but this there's there was nothing before right emails you can at least run over and check to see who wrote it exactly yeah <laughs> somebody sends you an email you just mail it back to them via the regular mail and say, well, did you send this? You know, that's right. at least a wave. Oh, is that a service, I wonder? Like, just people really love the uh, the physical touching of an of a letter. So we we you run your emails through us, and we actually also send, we, we print it out, and we send it in an envelope, too, for those. Yes. You know, like, it's almost like a record. We send a, a handwritten note that says, check your email. Uh, someone <laughs> sent you an email. <laughs> yes. And then, of course, the letter in a different... Maybe that comes the next day, too. Because you want them to right take advantage of the website. So you have one piece of mail for that. And then uh, a second one. And you know what? For being a good sport, we were able to check. You did look at it on the computer. Here's a hard copy for you for a keepsake. That's good, yeah. 
I like the idea. I bet it does exist, actually. We will mail your emails for you. Yeah. I know there's some handwritten companies. There's like two different handwritten note companies that uh, I've seen at some of these startup, you know, technology related thing. Uh, You know, you just go to the website, type in the thing and they'll like handwrite a note and mail it for you. Like they can, you know what? That'd be cool if there was a machine, like kind of like when they're putting those balls on people to start working on video games. If you hook your hand into a thing and write in your cool penmanship, and like, okay, we've captured how you do it, and we just have a computer that does it, studies your, knows exactly what you're going to do for every letter. Um, is that machine out there? I don't know. I think that's almost a good enough idea that we should delete it out of the podcast <laughs> and go do that. Yeah, just uh, hook a couple of those video, maybe those exact balls. We just license the uh, technology from those balls to figure out our own answer. And uh, Which balls? You know how they like put little Velcro on golf ball size balls to like oh, yes. Tiger Woods when they're making the golf game or whatever? Like Yes, the motion capture sensors. Motion capture, right. Motion capture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so you do that for penmanship and then, oh, we have your handwriting. And then it's just a big race to who has the coolest penmanship on the planet. Penmanship is back. You can use such so-and-so's uh, penmanship as your Instagram font. You know, and then their penmanships get licensed out. And we have the machine that did it all. Right. And the whole caste system develops, uh, you know, and society just stratifies along who's got good handwriting. Right. Oh, man, a, a cultural uh, switch. And then they uh, and then we are the Warhol of the time or the people who have the handwriting. Yeah, that's that's a question you could ask Andy Warhol himself. And I don't think he would have an answer for you. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Like, that's kind of like the theme of does everybody get an Emmy? Well, we made the machine. Right. I think in that society, both you and I would be in the bottom cast. I For sure, I'm in the bottom mm. cast uh, if it, in a handwriting-based uh, cast system. Oh, yes. Me too. I think yours is pretty bad, right? Childish. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, yes, I think my print is... Uh, a little juvenile, and I think my cursive is rusty and uh, juvenile. <laughs> <laughs> cursive, I I couldn't. I don't think I could actually do. If I was, I mean, if my family's tied up and strung up above a vat of boiling oil or something like that, um, yeah, you're gonna write a cursive note to ask the guy to please let them go. I would be able to probably do that. Yeah, write the cursive note <laughs> at that point. Um, but I think just yeah. for regular activity, just regular, hey, let's all get together at a friend's house. I got a guy coming over who's going to bring wine and uh, we're all, we'll all write cursive together. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So that's the new wine and paint. Get together <laughs> and write cursive and drink wine. And uh, just some woman makes off with a bunch of money. Yeah. Like, that's what I feel like those are for some reason. That's not fair, though, huh? Not fair to assume that it was a not woman. Fair, not fair. Not fair at all the people she rips off. Right, that's what I thought you meant. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I just meant that. Like, uh, what negative thing did I say about uh, wine and paint, folks? Oh, that just some woman makes off with a bunch of money. I was just saying that's like unkind, and I don't even think a stereotype of those wine and paint things. I think one person ever I knew seemed that way, and um, I think I'm uh, unfairly assigning that to the entire uh, wine and paint community business yeah community yes the community business center they they have i mean 
what else are they supposed to do? Like return all the money at the end? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, of course not. I think it's just like a, okay, yes, give me $50 and like bring your own wine. And like, here's a picture of uh, a barn. Draw it. I'm like, you know, or no, they're teaching them how to do it. (laughs) (laughs) yes and then they all have to paint pictures of the money yeah they all have to paint pictures of the money everybody hand in your paintings yes hand in your paintings i sell these all for a lot of money (laughs) don't even get to keep the painting yeah make me the uh proprietor of your will or what is it no the um power of attorney right please pass in your wine that you brought <laughs> yeah all right he has power of attorney wow that seems a lot easier way to become a lawyer than uh going to law school oh uh, yeah just That's get the way to do it somebody yeah you become a lawyer once somebody signs over something to you yeah or is that already just how it happens <laughs> <laughs> i think that's it that is how it happens yeah you uh you could just be a lawyer jump right in right now you have to read too much oh yes if it was just oh, right. if it was just a uh, you know like I think there are probably some lawyers that like everybody else does the hard work, the reading, the prep and everything, and then you just go in there and don't let somebody outwit you or something like that, then I think I'd be right. okay. Bat- <laughs> yeah. Regular old battle of uh, battle of the wits, I think I can hold hold my own. Yes. Okay. And I think that's, uh, so you're 25% there and, uh, you just need the law and then, uh, 50% worth of, uh, suits. Yes. I got, I have a real, uh, pittance of suits. I've got like two or three suits. Every time I check how many suits I have, I have one less suit. (laughs) I think I just leave them. Every time you check, yeah, you throw them away. That's part of the checking process. I think I just leave them at the wedding. Every time. I don't know oh, what happens. Good. Yeah, is there a good uh, disposable suit company? Not a good one, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bunch of... I guess the bad ones are just, here's a suit and you can throw it away if you want to. Yeah, that's a bad disposable suit company. It's just full price suits. <laughs> full right, price high quality They just have a trash suit. can outside of their store. Yeah, they just come have with... to go back to that trash can to throw it away (laughs) (laughs) special suit disposal (laughs) trash can right did you actually throw that in there yes i did (laughs) yeah the guy's trying to fake like he threw it in there okay your suit is properly disposed of i think he's trying to keep this one you're gonna have to pay pay full price if you want one you can actually keep i paid full price in the first place (laughs) (laughs) my friend i don't think you understand the business model here (laughs) Yeah, it's a different kind of business model. <laughs> you pay full price for the suit, and then you pay to dispose of it as well. <laughs> right, because otherwise, what is it, an environmental thing? Or, no, here we go, right, dis- uh, not disposable. What's the other one? Biodegradable suits. That's good. Yeah, so when you leave it at the wedding, you don't have to, you know, you just leave it in the outside in the garden or whatever. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, and it grows flowers strategically depending on how you lie out the suit lay out the suit probably in that case yeah i like that right like combine a uh the nursery business that's the flower business i think with uh this disposable suit business 
And yeah, you strategically lay them down. And the way the the way it goes into the earth sprouts up a suit from that design. Oh, okay. in the flowers. It's a really it's a very uh, high end, like takes a lot of scientists looking at this one. OK, so you're not growing. You're growing still flowers. So you're not growing a new suit. Or are you? Oh, interesting. Yeah. So they could do both. You're saying the same company that has the flower growing up out of the suit technology can just make the suits in the first place out of presumably <laughs> those flowers. flowers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Hawaiian print is very, uh, very popular. It seems, uh, Hawaiian shirts with real flowers on them. Ooh, that's probably, that might exist as well. But if it's, if it doesn't okay. exist, I love that idea. Right. And just it's a one night thing like and this does really you can replant this. There it is. There's the catch with our all our uh, I don't know the terminology enough to perform a shark tank bit right off the bat. (laughs) It's what we're famous for. Here we keep going. Here we are still still going. Still going, man. After all these. uh you, I don't think you get to say after all these if it's only weeks. Well, we've got we've got a uh, after all these our, days. Let's go with days instead of weeks. Then we're coming up on a hundred episodes. We should do a hundred episode hundredth episode spectacular. Oh yes, just do it now in case. Right, we we, we might not make it to a hundred. So right, we should do the hundredth episode spectacular <laughs> this episode actually. Right. Oh yeah. What do you have planned? Uh. Well, for the actual 100th episode, what do I have planned or for this one? Well, <laughs> um, well, I, I thought this one was going to be the, um, no, for this one. For this one, I just thought, you know, we would uh, do a, dedicate a whole wing of a hospital. <laughs> to the 100th episode. <laughs> That's a, about Mr. Mike and Shusky. Yeah, Shusky pretending that he did dedicate a whole, actually dedicate a whole wing of a hospital to the podcast or something. That's in the in the style of Shusky. Oh, cool. Shusky. Okay. He was a uh, cartoonist, family friend, and uh, dropped a bowling ball somewhere one time. No, that was Crazy Carl. Crazy Carl. Yeah. That was Crazy Carl. Shusky. Um, Shusky's real name was Crazy Carl. (laughs) Shusky, or as his friends call it, Crazy Carl. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the bit with Shusky or the story with Shusky that related to that was, it's probably not good podcast fodder, but basically they just... uh, He He kills my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He and my dad <laughs> got a little drunk one night. <laughs> one of them killed the other. <laughs> they were both wearing costumes, so nobody could remember which one was which. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. That's... uh. That's a high quality disguise company, you know. Yes. Uh, the make not only am I gonna 
fake this death. I'm going to have people thinking it was somebody else if you uh, right. sign up for our professional company. Yeah, if you're both wearing disguises and you can't remember which of you committed the murder, that's <laughs> that's a good disguise. You know? Yeah, for sure. Well, we were both wearing disguises, so I don't know if it was me or him, but one of us killed that guy. Right, and it's one of those things, well, we couldn't prove... We know it was one, but we can't prove which one. And well, sorry, that's like one of those weird double jeopardy, uh, not fish hooks, uh, loopholes. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the Chusky story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, he and your dad both went to uh, court, but they couldn't, uh, they knew it was one of them, but they didn't, couldn't figure out which one, so they let them both go. Yeah, famous case. Uh you know lawyers study it in school it's the classic uh wait neither of us remember which one was which because of the disguises defense right there are these weird buried laws where like because of the times that were you were able to nominate somebody to go to jail for you like just certain weird buried stuff that comes up from time to time yeah it was some writ of sertori from back in 1845 where you could just say i'm not going to prison you know yeah that, that was something you were able to do back then. <laughs> it, was, it was a writ of something as well, I think is what they called it. I think it was Sir Tory. Yeah. It was. Sir Tory was one of the uh, like noblemen of the time. Yep. Yes, Sir, sir. Tory, sir. <laughs> um, it's what we're famous for. Yeah. Uh, what do you do? I mean, a lot of, lot of nice music out there written in the name of God. Do you, you know, give kids who want to be songwriters uh, some religion and then have them, like, you should be in religion class maybe during some of the early songwriting formative years. Oh, because you don't have anything. Uh, you don't have anything to write about as a kid. Like nothing's happened to you. You you haven't been to the depths of the darkness yet. Yeah. Uh, so you need something that's like, you need like something to project your your feelings onto. So then give them God. That's yeah. something. Yep, that's something. And just like how. You can hear in some religious religious music that like the people are so moved by something that is whatever, maybe made up, maybe real, who knows. But they don't know what the answer is for sure, but they seem to think it so much. So the, that's, you're getting to some new level of inspiration to where you could really write some genius, gorgeous melodies because you think you're, um, you know, touched by this this somewhat magical spirit or whatever you want to call it yeah i think i think there's something to that yeah i think so many uh great songs have been written for god that there must be something to that you know give a kid a pencil a uh guitar and uh, a whole list of lies about a fake made up guy <laughs> <laughs> see what you come back with right and then have all the experienced songwriters write the like mainstream secular music and have the these kids who are just have a list of facts or 
whatever you want to call them. <laughs> Made up facts. <laughs> AKA the Bible. A list of facts. A book of facts. A list of facts is really nice <laughs> from the Bible. <laughs> um, yeah, because, right. Okay, so the, the young kids write all the new, uh, like, folk church music, and then all the graduate performers write the radio stuff. That's good. Yeah, I think, yeah, and then you, you dabble a little bit with the God stuff, and then somebody comes in and hands you a piece of paper and with a list of <laughs> new facts, I guess. <laughs> it supersedes the old facts. And you all of a sudden start writing about ladies or guys or sex in general, whatever you're right. having sex. <laughs> <laughs> Who's having sex out there? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. And then where do you put, there's got to be an intermediate, I guess. The pros are on the radio, the intermediate right for uh, one of the other religions. Oh, yes. <laughs> are they getting any, uh, how, how are the songs in like, uh, I don't think there's a lot of good Buddhist music out there. No, are they more hum based? They're too peaceful to, to worry about actually singing what? The most peace you're going to get is by sitting still and breathing. Enough with the music, everybody. Maybe, yeah. Or at least, I don't, I think you're right. Not a lot of lyrics. Like, what are they, what are the words do they have to say? Right. I think stillness and uh, silence. Right. In the still of the silence. Quiet. Yes. <laughs> lyrics like that. Oh, a sh quiet song would be nice. Like, you play it, uh, it comes on in the library. It's activated by talking. That's good. Quiet, you know, uh, and maybe it builds. Oh, maybe, a, maybe, maybe a chance to do a live performance every time somebody does that. But yeah, that'd be a good like Imogen Heap song. Shush, quiet. Oh man, that would be beautiful. Shush, quiet. Shush, quiet. Twenty part harmony. Yeah. Shush, quiet. Ding, dang, ding, ding, ding. I don't know. Her music has a way of uh, slingshotting back and forth in a very interesting way. It does. Have you ever seen her live? No. I would love to just see her perform uh, that hide and seek song live and whatever that would even be. Bunch of machines, she, right? She has like a keytar. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that she holds. That she, that she holds and doesn't use. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't do anything, I don't think. And then she, <laughs> yeah, maybe it just triggers her song to play. And then she just stands there while her song plays. <laughs> oh, that's a good system. Right. The guitar <laughs> has a play button on it. That yeah, would be a fun uses remote control. The very end of the guitar to hit the space bar on her computer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a novelty company. We can make your space bar any different type of thing you want. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it could be, right, it could be a, a live person we send in. Yep. Could be uh, just a circle, just a little space bar, just circle. Right. Sign over top of it that says space bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, novelty tech cheap. companies. <laughs> <laughs> Are are there any uh, like 
comedy tech companies like yeah we'll we'll do something funny to your iphone i don't know like what what would you do to the iphone like we have a service where we we show up and we yank the iphone out of your friend's hand and we throw it in the river but then we there we let him right away before he even has a chance to figure out what happened here's your new iphone this was just a, a moment of panic sent to you by your buddy Sometimes a moment of panic can help us focus on what's really important. Hope you have a wonderful day. Your iPhone is already ready with all the new things. You don't have to do anything. It's already hooked into your current earbuds. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Okay. What about <laughs> my stuff that was on the other phone? It's all on this one. Okay. And who has my old phone? <laughs> uh, it, our, our professionals uh, who dive in after it. Uh, we have a whole team who dives to find the phone to make sure it's wiped clean. Okay. Can I have it back? You may not. Hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. And for a, for a light fee, we'll, we'll frame it into our, uh, and it is selfish because there is some advertising on the frame for our company. I see. How much? How much? Uh, 10% of the initial cost. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll sell you this other phone that I got for, about that same amount oh that's not bad right and you you just buy your original back because you're attached to it like that one yep oh that's yeah, where you miss it makes money that way <laughs> from from just the free money you get from starting a company yes <laughs> oh man how long would it take you to build a couch from scratch do you think do i have all the supplies available no you have four days to get them and then you start Am I, okay, so I'm including the four days, or, um, yeah, include the four days, but you could just make it be known that, and four of those days, we're just gathering the stuff up. Okay, so you mean after I have all the stuff? After you have all the stuff, let's go with that. Okay, but or no, the whole thing because I think running out that'd be part of the experiment. Like you had to run out and get stuff. Yeah, that's you know half a day or whatever. Okay. No, so, wait a <laughs> I wasn't sure what you were talking about with the four days thing with the stuff then. Uh, okay, so I'm going to say to assemble a couch, it would take me six months. Six months. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you might not be a very good couch builder, which, you know, leads me to already into something, you know, idea wise, like a premise where like these guys who don't care about like this trade at all, like barely care anything about furniture, just, okay, you have, you have to like build a couch that like is going to be in your house. Like who just guys who have aren't handy. And see who see who comes up with what. I think that's a breeding ground for something. I think you'd get yeah, you'd come away with that. You'd come away with a couch for sure. <laughs> a videotape of someone uh, building a couch. I think. So <laughs> what you sell that? Give yourself six months. Yeah. <laughs> sell that to YouTube. <laughs> sell that to YouTube. Sell the couch to YouTube. Change <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> how long do you think it would take you um yeah i would build the worst couch but i think it would be like two full days two days okay right it would be terrible yeah. but like it would be just wood nailed together with like i guess you go to get 
styrofoam and then cloth. It would be a bad couch. Styrofoam? Or, oh, here's what you do. Here's what I would do. You go and just buy regular pillows, put them on top of the wood thing you build, and like maybe nail some of the pillow. No, because then you have a big nail down thing on the pillow. Super glue a bunch of pillows together um, and cover that with cloth. And, like, try to have it just be up against the wall. You could build up a little back thing. And, yeah, it's like a beanbag couch. Like, it's not a formal couch where the back and the seat are separated too well. Okay, yeah. It's not some big formal couch. Yeah, but I think two days to, like, have a couch finished. Because, like, I don't think a month does me any good. Unless I were... I guess you could use two full days to learn couch building on YouTube. Yeah, I wasn't How to build a couch on spending YouTube. the time doing any research. I just thought, yeah, it that's the fun of months. it. <laughs> well, that is the fun of the guys who don't know what they're doing. You don't know, so just do it based on what you already do and don't know. I think that's the way to do just about anything, aside from conduct a conversation with where you know facts that you don't know keep coming up. Right. Yes, that is the foundation <laughs> of uh, our democracy. I would say. Yes. Um, how, how would you pr- how would you pronounce the uh, uh, how would you pronounce G L O U C E S T E R the name of a city? Um, I think like I'm new to the planet, or and I but I have taken English all the same English class I have. I have Gloucester, but I think what are they going Gloucester? Yeah, Gloucester. I think Gloucester. Right, colostomy bag. <laughs> <laughs> Gloucester, okay. Yeah, they go Gloucester on that. And then, of course, Worcester. Everybody knows Worcester. Right, Worcester, Mass. Yeah. Gloucester um, is just the Worcester of the of the sea. Right. Gloucester, though, I think, because you have, I think you're doing Worcester when you get over into the county world. Worcester County. Yeah. But that might just be spelled completely differently. It's... It's not, it doesn't have the, uh, it's spelled Worcester. It's spelled W-O-S-T-E-R. Right. There are some interesting trades like that, I think. Yeah. Any of these Chesters or Sesters being Worcester is just, yeah, Gloucester being Gloucester. Yeah. How come? You know what else takes a few liberties? Uh, What else takes a few liberties are the, uh, Mick and Mac in last names. Often the MC is Mac, and often the MAC is is Mick. Like McDonald is not the the restaurant, but like there are versions of that name that are McDonald, and it's just McDonald still. But then you have uh, Mark Mclemore is uh, MC. MC, yeah, MC Lamore. Oh, that's a good uh, something name. MC Lemur. Yep. MC Lemur, yeah, yeah, he. Uh, yeah, he does. Yeah, I don't know what they do. Um. <laughs> it's what we're famous for. How about this? I was told that you don't ever really need to say the word that. That. Um, yeah. Hey, what's that? Uh, hey, hey, what is? Hey, what what is over there? What is over where? That. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, never mind. It doesn't work. 
<laughs> I think you need to say it. <laughs> I think it was something in maybe in writing. You don't ever need to actually use it. Like I was thinking that that thing. I was thinking. Wait a minute. Yeah, no, I feel like this was working before. <laughs> 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 like I was like, oh yeah, I guess you never really need to say it. Right. There is like the that that you might be using to say like uh, it was the very same. It was that triumph, which was his, his greatest weakness or whatever. <laughs> um, when you say that in that sense, it may, that's one case of it working. You're saying that possibly that's what I was saying. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, I, I can't think of now where that would have made sense, but um, I was going that direction. I was going, I was going a direction. Which one? That one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we're famous.